Hello friends, my name is Katie and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast and I'm sure I have probably said today's guest is my favorite, but I'm going to say it again because today's guest is my favorite. It's so funny. It seems like every time this guest comes up in conversation and she does, whoever I'm talking to is like, oh yeah, I follow her online. I love her. Me too. And probably you too. Her name is Maddie. Her name on the internet is coming home. She was born a girl, transitioned to a guy, and now identifies as a child of God. The very first time she posted a video on the internet, it had over 3 million views. So no big deal. We referenced that at the end of our conversation. But just so you know, her voice is deep. So it sounds like a guy at first, but don't worry. Maddie is a girl. She'll talk about that. And lastly, be patient with us. We had some Wi-Fi issues, so she had to move locations a few times throughout our conversation. And this is the first time I have this video on YouTube. So if you're checking it out on YouTube, let me know in the comments. Okay, I can't wait for this conversation. Here we go. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date their bags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hi, Maddie. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm so excited about this conversation. I am such a fangirl of you on the internet. I love what you're doing. I love your story. I'm so thankful for you to be here on the podcast and share your story. I think that everyone needs to hear your incredible, um, just your story and who you are. I think you're an incredible person. But anyway, I guess if you can maybe just give us a quick little you know, you have some super viral videos about your story, like the quick version, and then we'll kind of, I want to dig in and. Okay. So a brief summary would be that I identified as transgender for years. Um, I was uh, born female at birth and then I identified as transgender and started medical transition through hormones. I never did any surgeries, but I started hormones and was on those for about three years. And I have since decided to detransition and, um, well, I guess we'll talk about that. <laughs> yes. Uh, started the, I kind of start at the beginning of like when I was younger and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. I obviously, there's a lot more to that story. I would love to kind of peel back some layers and yeah, tell me more. <laughs> okay. So um, when I was growing up as a, as a younger kid, I was definitely like the tomboy kind of thing. Like I never, I wasn't really into dresses or princesses or anything like that. I wanted to be uh, barefoot, climbing trees, running around outside. Um, one of my favorite shirts was a bug shirt, and it had uh, like a whole lot of bugs on it, and it had like the names of it underneath it. Anyways, nice. that doesn't matter. But I just was not your typical like little girl, I guess. And Anyways, so around I the ages of uh, 13 or 14, I found out what the word transgender was, and I had never really heard of that. And once I found out about it, I just like kind of dove into it on the internet and was like, whoa, like this is, this is what I am. Like, this is who I am. Like, that's, that's why I like girls and that's why I'm more masculine. And that's why, you know, so I, I leaned into that and around 14 or 15, I think I started, uh, going by writer online. I had an Instagram account called writer 505 and, uh, 
I just kind of posed as a guy. Like, I'm sure everybody on there knew that I wasn't. But yeah, uh, I I her and I was doing that thing. My mom found out about that Instagram account, and it just kind of all blew up. Uh, and it happened at my grandma's house, and my aunt ended up coming down to the house. And anyways, it was just it was a big thing, thing, and I ended yeah. up. Yeah, ended up moving out of their house and moved in with my dad. And then my dad found out, I guess my mom might have said something to him, or maybe it was just because of the way I was dressing and stuff like that. But he eventually found out, and it just did not go well there either. So I ended up moving back in with my mom, and then I moved back in with my grandma. Like, it was a whole, I was bouncing around for a second, yeah. I felt. <laughs> um, anyways, so, but the more, and so, so after they found out initially, and after my dad found out as well, I started trying to like lean more into the feminine thing and try to like go back closet, I guess. If uh, and so I tried to tried to dress feminine and act feminine and let my hair grow back out and all this stuff, uh, but it just it didn't ever feel right. I was really depressed. I was really anxious. I was self harming and also going back a little bit, I started self-harming at age 11. Wow. Um, it was the stupidest reason ever that I started, but, uh, anyways, I just, I, I continued doing that as, as I got older and I didn't stop until I was 23, I think. Wow. So that was Over a long, 10 years of self-harming. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was a long, long deal, but so I was just depressed and anxious and I felt like transition was the only thing that was going to help me get out of that. Like I felt like the reason that I was depressed and anxious and all this stuff and had all these mental health issues was because I wasn't like living my true self and I was living for everyone else around me. Like I was just trying to be a girl to appease my parents and my family yeah. and stuff. Um, so once I moved out, I, uh, and like got my own place, I started looking into hormone treatment. And I had to get a letter of recommendation from a therapist, but I only went to like two or three counseling sessions. I feel like it was not very long at all. Huh. And that letter, and I took it to an endocrinologist in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that day, like the day of of my appointment there, I got testosterone. Wow. So, uh, which I was super stoked about, but <laughs> here we are. Um, Anyway, so I, I ended up getting on testosterone, and I was still living in uh, McAllister, Oklahoma, and I ended up getting with this girl, and we moved to Oklahoma City, and I was living as Matt Matthew, um, using he, him pronouns and stuff, and mm -hmm. very few people in the city knew that I was transgender because I passed really well. Like, I don't know if, yeah, you've seen pictures. <sighs> yeah, 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 shaved head, facial hair, the whole thing. Yeah, so uh, I worked at Dillard's, and, and I kind of stepped out of my shell and stopped being as anxious and whatnot, but something still was missing, because I was, I was drinking, and I was smoking pot, and doing all this, this other stuff to try to, like, fill that void, even though I felt like I was doing good, and I felt like I was just smoking and just drinking because it was fun, mm -hmm. like, that's what it felt like I was doing, but looking back, I really felt like I was still trying to fill that void that I had. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, then uh, in 2020, yeah, when COVID hit, yeah, was it? Yeah, so 2020 is when COVID hit. So we ended up 
moving back to like to my grand I, I ended up moving back to my grandparents' house, but in an RV on their their property. You were engaged to the girl at this point, right? And I was engaged to this to my ex fiance. Um and wow. we both moved there and lived in this RV on my grandparents' property because we had gotten evicted from our uh, apartment in the city and we had gotten furloughed from our job due to COVID. So, and we got evicted because we had too many animals. We weren't like throwing wild parties. <laughs> <laughs> but got evicted. So we ended up having to, to move. And my great grandma had passed away around this time. And so I had just recently got back into contact with my grandparents. I wasn't really talking to my mom at this point, but my grandparents were talking to me and I was talking to them and we kind of rekindled that relationship we had. And so whenever we got evicted, I talked to them and was like, Hey, could we buy this RV? And they were like, no, but you can stay in it. They were like, you can't buy it, but you can stay in it. So we ended up staying in it in their driveway. And my Nana would bring us like, dinner and and but it was just like they were treating us like normal human beings mm -hmm. and then like i said earlier my great grandma had passed away and so uh her house was just sitting vacant and had been for a couple of years i think because she had been in a nursing home towards the end of her life and they decided that they would let me uh buy it from them so i was buying this house me and my ex-fiance both were living there um you know, we were planning on getting married, but there was still some of my great grandma's old stuff in there. And she was a singer songwriter, gospel singer songwriter. Um, so I was going through her old stuff one time trying to clear out the guest bedroom. And I found one of her old songs and the song said, uh, God's working all things out for your good. If you'd only trust him like you should. And I was like, like funny mamma, whatever. Okay. So the end. But for some reason, that made me feel like I should start praying. I was like, you know what? Like, let me just try this praying. So I prayed on and off. In December of 2020, uh, my job was going to close down for a few weeks uh, because of Christmas. But I didn't have enough leave saved up to get paid during that time. I ended up, uh, I wasn't going to have a job. But my buddy texted me out of the blue and was like, hey, do you want to come pick uh, water leaves off of marijuana plants? So I was like, yeah, for sure. Like I need a job and you're offering me one, like I'll do it. And so I go up there for a couple weeks and, uh, end up picking, picking water leaves off these plants. And while I'm in there, like there's a lot of white noise from fans and, and the lights buzzing and stuff. And you can't really have a conversation with another person. So my buddy was listening to music and I was like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? So I, I, I started praying and uh, the first thing I did was thank God for the job. I was like, okay, thanks God. Like, thank you for the job that you've provided. Cause I wouldn't have gotten paid otherwise. Like, that's cool. Thanks. And then waited a little while, didn't really know what else to say. And then I got thinking about it and I was like, you know what? Thank you for my family. Like how did, and then I asked the question, how did it go from them never wanting to see me and them like not wanting anything to do with me. Like I wasn't allowed to see my siblings or anything like that. And I, I promise you, it's like, I heard the voice of God say, I gave them the spirit of love and I have that same spirit of love. If you would quit running from it. And that night I knew I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break off this engagement and I'm going to detransition. And that quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I just, that's just what, that's the conviction that hit my heart after I, after he spoke to me that like that, but it wasn't like a, a condemnation type of yeah. thing. I wasn't saying, Oh, well, God's real and I'm terrified and I have to yeah. change my life. But it was like, I, I have better plans for you and for her. Like, yeah. like this isn't my perfect design and I made you the way that I wanted you to be. Yeah. You know, I knew, I don't know. It was, it was, but it was crazy how fast that happened. Yeah. And I was, ter- my whole life was about to flip upside down. I knew I was going to do it. And I actually, my buddy Tyler, uh, he's the one that got me the job there. And he, uh, he had also met God not too long ago in the in the grow house. But also, I was not smoking just for anybody listening. So because I had several people be like, oh, well, you were probably just high. Like, no, I wasn't smoking. I had a government job. Still do. I don't smoke the, the green stuff. OK, so. no. Well, and I just love that that part of the story, because, you know, when I was a kid, I used to think that the, all the Bible was a bunch of perfect people. And like, here's a go do likewise. But instead, as I learned it, you know, it's a bunch of mess ups and I feel like if the, if we were to record, I don't know, the saints today, like your story of a girl transitioning to a guy in a marijuana house, here's the voice of the Lord. Like, yes, of course he met you there. Of course he met you there. That's like where, and you know, we used to think that like, we think that only Jesus only talks to perfect people. Like, no, he, he was so after your heart. And I just love that story so much. Yeah. It's, it's correct. He's not scared of anything. He's scared of going in. Yeah present he's everywhere anyway yeah like you are yeah <laughs> but so yeah i i knew that night and i was like tyler i don't know what i'm gonna do and i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i know that i'm gonna have to do it yeah so talking to him and i was crying and he was crying and we were like trying to figure figure life out together and um so i waited a week to the day from that day to actually break off the engagement and let her know that I was going to detransition. And the reason being is because I was, I was praying like adamantly that God would somehow speak to her and let her know that I wasn't breaking it off because I didn't love her. I wasn't breaking it off because she wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't mm-hmm. breaking it. She did anything wrong. Like I, I needed her to know that I loved her so much. And that's why I was breaking it off. Yeah. Because of my love for her, you know, and, and my love for God. And yeah. so, um, anyways, it went way better than I had expected. I told her and well, initially later on, I kind of, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, I told her and she was like, I mean, I don't really agree. She was, so I was raised in church. I was raised church of Christ, which I don't really, I guess, identify with the labels of, of denominations, yeah. but that's, grew up in and she grew up in a Baptist church. So like she knows the the gospel and all these things, but she said that she, you know, didn't really agree that it was wrong because everybody sins and that's and I was like, well, but I can't keep doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. She was like, okay, well, I mean, I love the she said, I love the fact that you love God enough to do this. Yeah. So that 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 made me feel a lot better. Uh, yeah. initially I was yeah. probably part was talking to her about it and then after that uh you know I just had to really lean in on Christ because I had been telling everybody like this is who I am and this is my truth and like I am a guy and I was mm-hmm. supposed to die from the beginning and then 
I'm having to go back on that. Now, some people say that like I I when I detransitioned, I just I was just doing it because I was brainwashed or whatever, and that I was never trans to begin with, and that I just realized I made a mistake and I'm using religion as like a uh, excuse for that. But I'm gonna tell you right now, like transitioning was the right decision for my flesh, not for laying down my life and picking up my cross. Mm, yeah, my flesh was totally into that. It, I was in all the way. Like that's how I felt. Yeah. But through Christ, there is freedom, and I'm not called to live by the flesh. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that's that's what happened. <laughs> That that's what happens. <laughs> I love how you talk about how you the the big transition also with your family that you know get out of my house you know we don't want to talk to you can't even see your siblings and not a whole lot of time I know I know some time passed but then this whole like as you said God gave them the spirit of love and I think we were talking one time and you were talking about how that spoke to you so much too and kind of maybe softened your heart to accept Christ or whatever it was like we see Christ in people and. And how they kind of just modeled that for you. So I want you to talk about that for a second. Yeah, like I started seeing the love of Christ through my family because I knew how they had felt about it because obviously things did not go well initially. Yeah. I didn't really talk for a couple of years. When I, whenever we were living in the city, my family and I really didn't didn't communicate. My mom would send me some stuff uh, like for, for Christmas or my birthday or whatever, but one year I got a, I think it was a Valentine's day present from her or something in the mail. And I texted her and I was like, Hey, if I can't be around you, stop, stop sending me things because yeah. it's, hard. it's helping anything. Like if I, so anyways, that was, so yeah, we didn't really talk for, for quite a while. She was trying to still reach out with those things, but it really was just hurting because she wouldn't want me to come around and be there around my siblings. So I didn't, I was just getting mixed signals and it hurt me a lot because I miss my mom, you know, mm -hmm. but so, but I knew their views on things because it didn't go well the first time. And whenever they started treating me like a normal human being, they weren't accepting who I, now let me just point this out. They weren't accepting my new identity that I was identifying as. They still called me Madeline and they still called me uh, like she, her. Mm -hmm. So that never changed. Um, also, because I was trying to be respectful of them, whenever I went, started living there, I kept myself shaved and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the whole goatee coming into my grandma's house because I was trying to just be respectful of them because I knew their views. And because I also grew up Christian and I never, I never stopped believing in God. I should also say that, I guess. And so I, I knew what their fears were. And so I wasn't really holding the way that they were acting against them at all. Um, just because I, I knew it was hard for them as well. So I was trying to have grace and mercy in that. Um, but yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. No, it's okay. I, I, I think your story is just so powerful. And I love it how you say, I, I was born a girl, identified as a guy, and now I identify as a child of God. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just think that that's so beautiful. And so, and I also think that it's meant... It, Amazing how your story has been so redeemed because now you're a mother. Yes, ma'am. That's so exciting. And like you, you taking hormones, like did, was that a fear? Could, did that maybe could happen one day or do you know? Once I quit, because yeah, yeah, it was. 
if you you have an option to like to freeze your eggs or whatever i didn't do that and it's different for everybody like somebody could be on testosterone for one year Uh and is again and somebody could be on testosterone for 15 years and get pregnant while they're on testosterone wow it doesn't it really depends on the person it's not and i don't think it's been studied near enough to be able to say one way or the other but for me i was very blessed in the fact that i was able to have a, a child and now i have a little she'll be four months old uh on the on saturday so a little baby oh my goodness <laughs> well i just love your story and i'm thankful that you share it um i'm curious going back to your well goodness all because all of these thoughts started so early but i know you kind of talked about we'll get back to that earlier that yourself about your tomboy self and thinking that, well, you were just broken or something like that. And yeah. Talk to, talk to me about that. So, uh, God kind of opened my eyes up to some things once I opened myself up to him and like started leaning in, into his love and allowing him to love on me. And one of the things that he showed me was that like, because I was more attracted to females and, you know, I, I went to a church, Christ church and you kind of hear things. They didn't ever really say stuff like this in front of me intentionally, but just the, you know, the gay people go to hell and that it's not, it's not okay to be gay and all this stuff. Well, I was, I was more inclined to lean towards, towards women. And I feel like that's a big part of what made me start identifying as mm-hmm. a male. Um, because I was like, okay, well, if I'm a guy, then I'm straight. Oh, oh. So, uh, I feel like that probably has has a lot to do with it. And then another thing that that God kind of opened my eyes to, um, my dad was not. I mean, Dad, if you're listening, like mm-hmm. I, he's he's doing way he's doing way better now. He's great. He's uh, you know he's worked on himself a lot. But back then, like he wasn't the greatest as far as like communicating things and not getting angry and doing saying some things and doing some mm-hmm. things. So I wanted to be a better dad than my dad was. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a better husband than my dad was. He's he's a really good husband to my stepmom now, but whenever him yeah. and my mom were like she would say things sometimes that would make me think things and so anyways, I wanted to be a better dad than my dad and a better husband than my husband and or not better husband <laughs> than my mom than he was to my mom. Um and also during that period of time when I was trying to uh, act the part of a girl, uh, whenever they had initially found out and I was trying to go back in the closet or whatever, yeah. um, during that time, I dated a couple guys and some things happened that just weren't great. And so I wanted to be like, I, I didn't trust men to protect women, mm-hmm. I guess. And I have a really big heart. And so, uh, I was like, I want to treat a woman the way that she should be treated, Mm -hmm. you know? So I got to do that. So like when I found this girl that I really liked and whatever, we ended up being together for almost three years. Wow. Your heart was in the right place. Like I want to quote, fix the dating world. I want to, to have, be a good husband, but you know, it's just, it's, I always look at us as children. Like, it's like, I want to do the right thing, but in a, way like oh let me fix it and god's like mm, why don't you let me fix it <laughs> you 
he's like, you can't, you can't fix everything. Like, you that's can't. cute. And, <laughs> right. But that's cute. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't, but that, that, I feel like that's where my mindset was. Cause I hadn't ever thought of anything like that until I uh, started praying and talking to God and seeking his, his wisdom mm-hmm. and asking for myself. And then he was, he kind of opened my eyes to that being part of the reason that I wanted to transition. And, um, uh, Actually, a, a couple, about a month ago, I was talking to someone who is, I think she was 17 and she was considering transitioning and, or had already socially transitioned. And her mom was like talking to her about me and her mom reached out to me and asked if I could talk to her. And I mean, I was like, if she's willing to, like, yeah. I'm not going to try to talk to anybody who doesn't want to talk to about it, but she was. And so I, I got on the phone with her a few days later. And I explained that part of my testimony to her and she was like, huh, like I had never thought of that because her family dynamic wasn't the best either. And so, uh, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I need to reach out to her again and see how she's doing if, but anyways, yeah. So it's, that's something that you, you're, you're Satan tries to blind you to Mm -hmm. different traumas and different things that can cause these other issues which is why I really wish that it did not only take two or three counseling sessions for me to get. I know, right? Get. A lot of people, it is that way, um, which is is something else. And then also, like with kids transitioning, I cannot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there, there's so many un- things that can cause someone to feel this way. Right. Well, yeah, I want to have a few more questions, but like feelings, I. I had this um, blog post that stood out in my mind that says feelings are leaves that, you know, they, they can seem overwhelming, like in the summertime when they're covering the tree, um, but they come and go with the seasons. Right. And so if we are to make a huge decision, like changing who we are as like human, like male or female based on feelings, I, I just, that, uh, I have a lot of questions, you know, like I guess I'm curious. Well, sorry. So many directions I want to go with this. <laughs> I love what you do online and you rec- welcome people to have conversations with you about this. Hey, if you're having this way, this is a safe place. Like if you have these feelings, this is a safe place to, to talk to me about the kind of stuff. I'm curious what you hear, what people say when they reach out. Like, is it, I don't know, just struggles in their own skin. Is it family issues trying to save the world? Like, yeah, I'm curious what you hear. Yeah. Uh, usually it's like family members that are talking about, to know how to help or how what to do as far as their other beloved family member that's that's going down this path or having these thoughts um so that's usually what it is but i do sometimes i think i've gotten like three in the past couple weeks messages from people who are questioning their gender identity who say like i grew up in the church but then like this is my truth and now i'm going to a lutheran church that like you know or different different things that yeah. are going it's accepting and doing this but do how do i navigate this or what does what kind of asking about my testimony too and how what happened for me yeah to see if there is and whatnot um but usually if someone messages me i'll just be like hey can i send you my number and you call me because this yeah. is gonna be easier over the phone <laughs> yeah it's a lot to unpack <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but yeah, that's that's the majority of what I get is uh, family members and stuff. But again, I have gotten some people who have reached out who are in that hard place that I was in. Yeah. Um, 
and haven't quite hit that real hard conviction that I did like right off the bat, which that's not everybody. So I don't want anybody to assume that or to think that, but yeah, that just my own testimony. Well, I'm also curious what you've experienced when it comes to, it seems to be, and you experience this better than I have, but culturally you come out of the closet and there's a parade and like, yo, good for you. You're brave. And then you realize, wait, like I've like, no, this isn't what I thought it would be. You know, I do want to be who I'm created to be. I'm detransitioning. There seems to be a little more hate thrown your way. I would love for you to talk about that. Yes. Okay. So the most hate or backlash that I've gotten with detransitioning has been online because anybody who's actually met me in like in person, even people who are LGBTQIA plus whatever, like they, if they've met me and they know me and know who I am as a person, like they didn't really have an issue with it or say anything, but just me saying that I'm detransitioning out on the internet in the open where anybody can see it. They don't know who I am. They don't know what I, uh, how deep into it I was, how real it was for me. Um, they don't know any of that stuff. So they kind of, they, they throw the, oh, well, you've been brainwashed and, or you were never trans to begin with. I'm like, uh, if you would have met me <laughs> two years ago, you would not be saying that. Yeah. Like you would, you would know that I, I knew as far as like, again, like I said, transition was the right decision for my flesh but that's not what my soul needed, you know, like, yeah. like, and we're not called to live by the flesh. And it's so crazy how much self-acceptance I have towards myself mm. now, even with a deep voice and I got to pluck my chin hairs all the time. I have to buy new scissors all the time. Cause they, I mean, tweezers all the time. Cause the hairs are so coarse. Like it ends up like making it before they won't grab anything anyways. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy how, how God can change a heart, you know? I'm so glad you said that because I sense that about you and I love it. And I feel like you would probably say that's a total God thing, but like, yes, you, you do have a deeper voice and that's probably, that's be the rest of your life. Right. Or yeah. And so, and so these are consequences and the face plucking, whatever, but like, you're like, yeah, well, it's who I am. And you're so just beautifully confident. And that's what everyone craves. I think this, not in an arrogant way by any means, but you're just I don't know how else to say it, but beautifully confident. And I just, I think that it's, it's captivating. I love, I love it about you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, and I, yeah, again, I never had that until I really saw it. Yeah, you were self-harming and stuff before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I have, I have all kinds of scars, <laughs> but so, the, but the, yeah, it's just, it's crazy what he'll do, what he'll do if you lean on him, you know? Yeah. Own understanding, and it is really now detransition. If anybody is watching this and has some sort of like identity thing going on right now, and you're considering detransitioning, like it was, it was hard for me in the beginning, and I want to emphasize that because I don't want anybody to see my story and think, "Oh, well, it was so easy for Maddie. If God wanted me to detransition, He would make it easy for me." Like it was difficult in the, in the very beginning, but I knew I needed to do it, but it was still a difficult thing because at living as a transgender trans, trans man, I was constantly thinking about what other people thought or what other people saw when they saw me, because obviously I wanted to pass as a male. So I was like all conscious of what other people are seeing and what I looked like and what I, but 
whenever I'm as as far as detransitioning, if I was going by that, I would not. Anytime I pick up the phone, it's okay, sir, or you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, but, anyways, now now it's just like I've gotten so close with God that He's literally the only opinion that I'm worried about because His okay. opinion, you know. So it's you have to find yourself really leaning on him instead of leaning on your own understanding and leaning on your own things or leaning on anybody else's opinions of you. Like, yeah. Anyways, you just, I just love you. And it guys, if you're not following her online, I, you know, I'm your biggest fan. I think that you're seriously, you just, you talking to the camera is not kind of fancy production. It's just your genuine messy but beautiful story and i think that that i think that's how god shines because i, I don't know i just I'm, i can't say enough that you know i used to think that christians were all the people who got everything right <laughs> and yeah. jesus is like hey well i'm gonna talk to her in a marijuana growing plant so yeah, for real <laughs> grow house or whatever they're called yeah yeah it's crazy again he's not scared of nowhere and he's everywhere so let's talk about for a second what you're doing online because your was it your very first video of you with the short hair and you're putting on the makeup and that was my very first video ever. How many so millions of views? It three point something million. Nice, nice. So, but that's I mean it's a hundred percent a God thing and Him using what He's done in my life to show other people because I mean. It, again, it wasn't really a huge, big production, great put together thing. Like it was the first TikTok I'd ever made. It was not done super well. Like it's kind of cringy looking back on it. <laughs> like me trying to put on. People were still trying to figure out TikTok at that point. It was like 2020. <laughs> right. That's fine. So, uh, but yeah, I just, I posted it and literally it was that night and it just blew up. And I was like, what in the world is going on? But I mean, I, there was a lot of there was also a lot of hate on that video of course <laughs> but uh the overwhelming majority was positivity though and like people saying like welcome home and this that and the fourth and i don't know it was just it was it was really cool so but i know that it was him because that video was not like movie quality you yeah. know it was yeah great thing is it was just me trying to tell the story that he's writing in my life amen to that and i'm like it's just so glad you said that because I want to say that next that your story the God, the story that God wrote in your life it needs to be heard everywhere and if you're listening and you need a speaker or a podcast guest or I don't know but Maddie I'm like over here trying to be your hype girl that like your story needs to be heard and it's, it's of course it's amazing what your transition story but what I love the most about everything is you're so authentic and so real and beautifully messy messy beautiful beauty is the only one to know how to say it because it's just you know it's like it's not this clear-cut beautiful story or it is a beautiful story but it's not the, what we think of like hey and then a and then b like it was it's just this glorious mess which is how nature is right you think about it you know like a forest it's just chaotically beautiful i don't know i'm on my on my soapbox but i just <laughs> love your story i love you and i think that everyone needs to have some maddie in their lives or at least follow you on the internet. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm always open to doing podcasts or talking or if there's anybody close, like I'm actually doing a, a speaking thing next month on like the 30th at my friend's church. So hopefully nice. that'll go well. Oh, good. Yeah. Congratulations. 
Well, um, I will make sure I link all of your social profiles and we'll definitely share that, that first viral video when we promote the episode, because it's just, it's powerful. But anyways, I just appreciate you and go give that baby some hugs from, from Auntie Katie. (laughs) I will. I hope you have a great day and thank you so much. Of course.